fall. Lay back, it's all been done before. And if you could only let it be, you would say, I like you the way you are. When we're driving in your car and you're talking to me one on one, but you become somebody else around everyone else. You're watching your back like you can't relax. You're trying to be cool. You look like a fool to me. Tell me why do you have to go and make things so complicated? I see the way you're acting like somebody else gets me frustrated. Life's like this. You fall and you crawl and you break and you take what you get and you turn it into honestly. You promise me I'm never gonna find you fake it. Now, now, now. Yes, that's the song there. A pretty long, right? So, but I can't help but that's what the song is going to be and I'm not going to change it ever. So how are you guys doing? This is more class with my next episode of the Just Nobody podcast. And guess what? I actually uh, made a logo for my for the podcast, like a brand new logo. I couldn't afford a designer. Of course, I can't afford a designer for God's sake. Uh, and I never will be able to, I think, ever. So what I did is I kind of created myself. And I'm really happy to show it to you. Maybe I'll just kind of uh, put it as a link. Um, put it. I'll just link it up in my in my comments uh, under my when I publish this uh, this podcast. So that's something that I did, and I'm pretty proud of. I like it. I kind of like it. I kind of feel it's an okay thing that I've kind of. Uh, you know, did. And I'm going to share it with you definitely. So how are you guys doing? Uh, Like what's happening? Um, How has your week been? Like, you know, whoever you are, like the two to three of y'all who really listen to it. (laughs) Not to have a little more than that. But hey, man, that doesn't matter. You know, Uh, whoever you are, thank you so much for listening. And uh, uh, I'm happier to do the show from what I'm happier than last week to bring the show to you. So, you know, the bet, the happier I am to uh, talk to you on air, uh, you know, on this podcast, I always do it. The time I really get, I get bored with it, you know, it's like over, you know, I won't do it. But right now it's pretty exciting. So how are you guys doing? Hope you're taking really good care of yourself because coronavirus or whatever you call it, if if you're a sophisticated individual, you know, if you're kind of, you know, all that, uh, and you call it COVID-19, what's happening, guys? Like, uh, we uh, call it whatever you want, uh, because this is getting scarier by the day, you know, it's not really getting, it's, uh, we have just not got over it, like, you know, it started, like, it, uh, it's, uh, it started like, you know, with, uh, with cases in the month of uh, February 15th, say, for instance, you know, at that point in time, it was just like about um, 1,520 cases worldwide. I'm talking about worldwide figures. Um, and then I believe in the U.S. it was just about zero deaths. Like no one did, but there was, you know, people were talking about it. Then on March 15th, from 1,520 deaths, it uh, it went to 6,400 deaths. Okay, and uh, after that, uh, in another month's time, that is on April 15th, 
161,000 deaths. So just just imagine the way it is, you know, kind of tripled and uh, tripled most of the times, actually, not double, but tripled from uh, in just uh, in a period of one month. So this is really devastating. Like it was like in the United States, uh, February 15th was zero deaths on March 15th, 65 deaths only. And then not only all those deaths, it's sad. It's really sad. And then in the month of uh, uh, April, April 15th, uh, uh, we we reached about 32,000 deaths or 30,000 to 32,000 deaths, which is unbelievable. You know, the way uh, even the global figures and even the national figures like, you know, it actually tripled and uh, what do you call for four pole crop 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 uh, f- uh, four times uh, doubled, tripled and I don't know. I don't know what you say four times. Four times, okay. Whatever. See, the thing is, I just don't... I just get stuck, you know, when I'm speaking because I'm so kind of... Uh, I, I'm so impromptu. I just kind of flow with the uh, flow on my podcast. I have nothing really prepared except for pointers of what I'm going to really speak on. But whatever it is. So all I'm saying, it, it was like tripled and four, three times and four times from in, in a period of just one month, which is really crazy. Of course, there was a lot of, uh, uh, there's a lot happening, uh, you know, over the period. There's a lot of controversy and there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, conspiracy theories behind uh, this entire pandemic. Uh, the The first thing that's happening is everybody's really, you know, talking about uh, it being declared a pandemic very late in the stage. Like it was declared uh, a pandemic in the month of March, I believe, March 11th, which is pretty late. Some people say that uh, had it been declared as a pandemic earlier you know, maybe um, they would, uh, people would be, would be more careful, countries, nations would take actions quickly, they would stop, stop international travel, national travels, whatever, all over the world, you know, and maybe, you know, we would not land to the figures that we are currently. That's what, uh, uh, that's what uh, nations are saying, especially about it being declared a pandemic too late. That's what some people are saying. And uh, uh, and of course, there are many things about uh, it not being declared a pandemic because as per the example by the World Health Organization, it says that um, a pandemic is um, is is the worldwide spread of the new disease. That's it. That's the definition by the World Trade by the World Health Organization. You know that a pandemic is a worldwide spread of a new disease. That's it. And I believe that needs to be revised, like seriously, you know, uh, uh, because, uh, and I believe they're going to do it, or maybe it's revised, I have no idea, uh, to revise it to say that it is a human-to-human spread of a new disease causing out, uh, which causes outbreaks in at least two countries, countries that aren't in the same region. So, for instance, if it uh, the outbreak was in China, if China and Spain was infected at the same time, you have to label it as a pandemic. It's not just like a worldwide spread of the new disease. You can't wait for it to spread across all the nations all across the world. You know, you've got to narrow it down to be uh, for it to be called a pandemic. So, for instance, if there are two countries which belong to two different regions altogether, that is continents altogether, you know, 
um, at the same time, it should be declared a pandemic. You don't wait for it to spread any further, you know? Uh, of course, we all know what's an epidemic when it's within a country and nation not spread. So I believe the World Health Organization would be great if they revise the definition so that, you know, the earlier pandemic, that's what I feel, the earlier it is declared, the more, you know, people will take action very early in stage. And I think it's it's good for all of us, you know, then you stop international travel, you stop national travel and, uh, you know, uh, but then you can't just blame, you know, anybody in this situation, because I think the blame game is on now. You know, everybody's blaming each other, uh, like the global organization. Nations are blaming each other and things like that. No one expected it to be, you know, so devastating, actually. So maybe. But I think it's a good idea, you know, to have it like uh, redefine the whole thing about what a pandemic is all about. It's not you're just waiting for every country to kind of get infected. It's about at least having two countries that aren't in the same region. So if China and Spain is infected, it's a pandemic. If China and Australia is infected, people infected in those countries, it's a pandemic. If America and Australia at the same time is infected, it's a pandemic because two countries in different regions, you know, all together. So I believe uh, they need to relook at the definition maybe so that we don't make the same mistake. I don't know whether it's a mistake, but uh, um, there's a lot of conspiracy and especially the controversy about uh, the conspiracy about um, the virus being uh, created in a lab laboratory. <laughs> I love when Americans get you know irritated when I uh, I don't say lab uh, don't say it in the American way and I say it in the way that I usually say it laboratory you know <laughs> and the look that I get oh my god L- laboratory 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 is what I believe it's American but laboratory is what I say and that's the way I say it the look that I get, the stare that I get when I say it, it's like, you know, the same look when I say library, (laughs) library, not library, you know, library, laboratory, (laughs) the look that I get, man, I love that look. But hey, man, I'll stick to the way I pronounce it, you know. Right. So, uh, yeah, about uh, this virus being created in a lab, which is like, uh, total conspiracy theory because it cannot be true why because uh, you know when they looked at the genetic makeup the the of this particular virus it resembles that of SARS MERS and all those previous viruses it has just kind of mutated and evolved and has become something you know new it's just an evolutionary uh, virus which is the same form but it has just kind of evolved and uh, within its host, like whichever, whatever the host was earlier, the animal, uh, maybe a pangolin or a bat or whatever they're saying. So it kind of evolved inside that animal to become uh, to be- become more dangerous, you know. So I don't think that I don't think that uh, conspiracy theory is really true. But of course, if you want to genetic uh, genetic engineering or whatever, any kind of engineering, it is possible to create an entirely new virus or a bacteria in the lab, you know, which many people are talking about. It can be really dangerous where you can have a biological weapon, you know, created in a lab. And this this is what can happen. It is obvious. You can do it, you know. It is possible. It's illegal. No one must be doing it. 
But hey man, you know, it can be done if someone is is uh, like desperate to kind of destroy the world. But of course, in this case, it's definitely not the case. It's not created in a laboratory. It is something that is evolved from all the previous viruses like SARS, MERS, etc. It's the same virus. It's just evolved to a new kind of uh, form, uh, which is more dangerous. That's all. So, you know, this whole controversy and, um, you know, behind everyone saying that it was created in a lab and uh, by mistake while they were creating it uh, you know uh, one of the uh, one of the one of the workers in the lab actually got infected um and then that's how it spread which i believe is so untrue we shouldn't really believe this controversy this conspiracy theory you know which is kind of um, uh, which is circulating around but at the same time i would say you know we are talking about uh, we are talking about how uh, viruses and bacteria they cause fever but fevers are basically good you know sometimes um, uh, a fever is basically a reaction by the body whenever there's an infection say there's a bacteria or a virus in the body uh, the immune system actually raises the temperature of the body to something which is called the fever. Now, this raised temperature is the immune system's response to those bacteria or viruses that is, you know, inside to kind of kill it, basically. So that's why they say, you know, fevers are good because it's a natural way that the body tries to kind of kill microbes that are causing it, you know, problems. Uh, but at the same time, of course, you know, sometimes when it becomes really serious and you can't eat, you can't think, etc., then you need to treat it. Other, you know, fevers don't need to really be treated because it's a natural defense mechanism of the body. So, you know, as I said last time as well, that microbes, uh, not all microbes are bad. You know, there are some good guys as well, which help in digestion and uh, almost Every part of our body has microbes. They help, they help us in a lot of ways, you know, inside the body. So not everything is uh, bad. Even if fever is not bad, it's just a response by the immune system to kind of fight, you know, microbes and viruses, etc. And sometimes it's just that it can't handle it. And then even a vaccine that ultimately we'll all be taking, you know, whenever it is developed, we all, each one of us, 7 billion of us all across the world will eventually have to take this vaccine, you know. And this vaccine is nothing but uh, the COVID-19 and a dead COVID-19 virus. It's created from a dead or, a, you know, a weakened virus, COVID-19 virus. So that's the vaccine. The vaccine is also created by a dead COVID-19 or it would cr be created by a weakened uh, COVID-19 so that, you know, our then it is put inside our body and then our body kind of immune system kind of responds to it and uh, uh, defeats it. And then it becomes, you know, kind of immune to uh, that particular virus. So even vaccines are basically, you know, viruses. It's a virus, you know, uh, used to kind of... Uh, activate the immune system so whatever it is you know um you can't really uh you can't really say uh that you know um that all microbes are bad or uh, fever is bad you know that uh no one should really uh you should never get a fever it's nothing like that you know it's just it's all about um 
how severe it is. So that's what uh, I'm talking about. So what else, guys? Like, what's happening apart from that? What's the time? I didn't tell you what's the time. It's exactly, it's exactly 7.43 p.m. And I started this show about 16 minutes back. So it's like about uh, 7.30 p.m. is when I started the show. Pretty cool, man. It's already late, actually. I wanted to, uh, I want to record this at five o'clock. That was my target for today, but it just didn't happen. I don't know why. So what else happening anyway? Like anyway, that's the best way to kind of go to my next, uh, uh, the next thing that I want to talk about is what's new in my life. Like what, what, what else am I doing apart from kissing myself in the mirror to feel good about myself, you know, apart from, um, a logo that I made, uh, a podcast logo that I made um, with myself, which I'm really proud about. That's something that I'm, I'm desperate to show y'all. You know, you can give me your feedback or whatever. <clears throat> I've also started, uh, I'm trying to rap basically, you know. The thing is, I talk fast. My natural uh, way of speaking is pretty fast. Like, you know, uh, I've always been speaking like that. I really speak, but I can't go slow. Like, you know, people from the, uh, uh, like people, some some people really speak slow and I like that. It's more, it looks, there's some sophistication. It, it's sophisticated, you know, and um, it feels like, uh, it feels nice. Like, you know, when you're listening to someone, but I get bored when you're too slow. Like, you know, I can't like, you know, hey man, like, you know, can you, can you just hurry up kind of thing? Because that's how I speak, you know, and I think that way, like fast, I speak fast. So what I really thought is like, you know, I would be able to rap easily, but it's not that easy. Rapping is not easy because you're using your mind to find a freestyle. And I like freestyle rapping, you know, where someone's really going like free, uh, thinking of, on a subject and just kind of rolling and saying stuff on that. Uh, so I thought it'd be really easy that I would, since I speak so fast, I'll be able to rap, but it's not that easy. You know, I've been trying, um, and that's what I'm doing during this, uh, quarantine time, uh, trying to rap and get those, uh, you know, do it kind of thing. Uh, but I wish I could do it because, you know, I speak so fast and I, and, uh, uh, and I thought it'd be that easy, but it's really not easy. You know, I was listening to uh, Kanye West's uh, song um, "Homecoming," uh, which he uh, which he sings about. You know, he freestyles about Chicago, which is really good. Now, the thing is, of course, he was not born in Chicago, I believe, but he grew up in Chicago, and he has he has that connection with the city. He loves the city, so he has an entire song for that city. You know, so if you're listening to it, you know you. Uh, for the first time, this this was not the first time I listened to it. Long back when I listened, I was like wondering, what is he talking about? You know, is it is he talking about a girl or something? Not really. He's talking about a city, you know, in this entire homecoming uh, song. And I really love the song. Uh, and I want to play it for you. Uh, just listen to this entire verse, you know, where he talks about uh, a few things, you know, as if he, it feels like he's talking about a girl, but he's not talking about a girl or his love of his life. He's basically talking about the city of Chicago. So I want to play it, you know, and then you could just, uh, um, uh, you can tell me uh, whether you like it or not. Uh, this is uh, Kanye West's Homecoming. Yeah, I'll just get it played. I just got a worst year. 
I'm coming home again, coming home again. I love the song. I love this track. And the way he started is, you know, uh, I I love the way he started with the song. It literally it literally felt like he's talking about a girl, you know? Uh like I met this girl when I was 3 years old and while I love more she had so much soul she ha- she said excuse me little homie and no you don't know me but my name is Wendy and I like to blow trees so it's basically Chicago you know the city of Chicago that he's talking about so beautifully you know I miss this Kanye I really miss this Kanye I don't know why he's not doing of course he does a lot of Sunday service songs I don't know what those things I've never heard of it I've never heard any of the songs but i wish you know he did more of this and then i love i love the way he says and when i grew up she showed me how to go downtown in the nighttime her face lit up so astounding i told her my heart is where she'll always be she never mess with entertainers cuz they always leave she said it like they walked and drove on me no i was gang affiliated on a tv and told on me i guess that's why last winter she got so cold on me she said yeah keep me keep making keep making that keep making the platinum gold on me how cool is that you know that entire everything is about chicago you know beautiful i love that i love i love uh that about the lyrics and i love the way he kind of rapped just freestyling entire entire thing you know uh that's brilliant and i meet i miss i'm really miss this kanye west that wish she could do more of these songs you know which is not the case basically i don't know why what's happened to him basically now you know i don't what is sunday service i need to check that out maybe you know uh maybe i'll start liking it i have no idea what's happening there uh and you know besides that of course bef- besides uh trying to rap i'm also um I'm also, you know, kind of uh, I f- see the thing is, you know, I've always been alone. I like being alone. It's not that uh, you know, I'm more creative when I'm alone. I think better, you know. I have more content when I'm kind of uh, alone. I work better when I'm alone. I'm more creative when I'm alone, you know. Um uh, I love being alone. I'm not afraid of it. you know i like my own company i really love it you know but the thing is this quarantine alone is a different kind of alone it's not the it's it's alone alone you know it's like uh it's like alone not on your own terms like the thing is i don't like to party but i like to go out i like to go and be within crowds you know 
So this alone is not the alone that I like. This alone is not on my own terms. You know, it's it's like a forced kind of thing. Now the thing is, uh, no people around, no crowd around. I'm not allowed to go to places because everything is closed, you know. So I like to be alone, but I like to be in the midst. Like I like to be in a crowd, but hey, don't talk to me, you know. I like to be with someone, but hey, man, just leave me alone, you know. Give me my space, kind of thing. Um, so I like that kind of alone, but I don't like, you know, this kind of alone. And the thing is, uh, uh, the thing is, uh, you know, and then sometimes I kind of say, oh, man, uh, I think I should get a cat or a dog or something, you know, who I could uh, have company with. And I'm like, are there dogs and cats out there who don't piss and shit? Because that's my problem. I'm not going to pick up your poop and I'm not going to pick up. I'm a good, I'm a, it needs a lot of work, man, taking care of a dog or a cat Cats, at least they mind their own business. But at the same time, you know, shitting and pooping is a part of the package. You know, if you want one. So definitely getting a pet can solve a little problem. But hey, man, you know, uh, all I want to say is this alone. The quarantine alone is different from the alone that I like. I like the alone, you know, wherein, you know, I, I get to be alone in my own terms. I, I can... I can think better, I can get creative better, I can go out in the crowd, observe people, things like that, work better, you know, gather content. But this alone is like, you know, it's uh, a little suffocating. It's like, it's not easy because everything else is kind of uh, closed down. So I kind of balance it with uh, a lot of phone calls. I make, I talk a lot and things like that. And uh, if I ever, if I'm, ever video chatting with anybody I'm basically not wearing pants and I'm always afraid about you know having to go and pick up a pen or someone says you know hey get this for me like when I'm on a video chat or zoom or whatever like you know uh can you get that paper for me and imagine I have to just kind of just get up to get that paper and hey man you'll all see me without pants so <laughs> so although I'm like you know sitting there in that zoom meeting you know so confident with my jacket on or whatever, you know, I'm always afraid that, you know, I'll have to get up and hey, man, I have no pants on because the weather's so nice. You don't need to wear pants now, basically. You know, right now I'm not wearing pants. I have a, I have a blanket wrapped around me. That's all that I'm wearing. You know, my clothes may literally right now, my, my home clothes and my, uh, my, my going outside clothes are basically thinking that, hey, man, uh, this this person who's to wear me has basically got the COVID-19, you know, has the coronavirus or is dead, basically. I'm sure that's happening, you know. I'm sure that ha that's happening. I don't know what my clothes think about me right now. Yeah, so apart from that, I was also, uh, I was also, uh, uh, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, I was just kind of looking at uh, on Twitter there's so much of resistance of the lockdowns, of course, you know, as I said, like people who really love to party, who really love to hang out and, uh, you know, hang out with people and stuff like that. I can just imagine what they may be feeling. Now, I'm a person who doesn't like to kind of, you know, party a lot and go out and, you know, uh, I don't like to do that. I like the I like being alone. But this alone, as I was saying, was alone, alone is different. So I can imagine what people who 
what people who you know people who really like to kind of have fun what they may be experiencing because uh, it's not easy man it's not easy uh so that's why there's there's a lot of resistance of these lockdowns like i was watching uh uh some footage of these groups of people who are kind of uh, actually on the roads and they're yelling media's the virus this is a hoax you know there's no corona virus and the government is taking our tax money and controlling us this is not freedom and then uh, you know some of them screaming i need a haircut and then uh, uh i need a haircut like what the fuck man and then uh i uh I need to be with my I need to be with my family. I need to go to work. Uh you know, we I'm more powerful than the virus and it's not going to kill me and stuff like that. You know, people are on the roads screaming and shouting that they want to stop this lockdown and and they want uh they want the government to stop controlling uh controlling them and it's happening all around the world. I'm saying, like for instance in India, doctors who are going to places, you know, to kind of do uh Uh, you know uh, people are literally uh chasing doctors and shooing them away you know because they don't want to they don't want to do anything with this they don't want to be taken into uh you know uh, they don't want to be isolated because they think this is all a hoax people are just flooding at some places in some countries people are going to beaches and stuff like that so people are not taking it very seriously i don't know for what reason like we already have so many people dead around the world so i don't know why this is happening why we are still kind of not taking it seriously I understand the the pressure of doing something that you have never been doing you know but hey man i mean that's what we got to do right i mean that's the only that's the only way out to this for the moment of course now i believe there's a saliva so what's next it's i believe it's the saliva test that we're going to do so spitting spit into a test tube so you're going to just be spitting into a test tube rather than you know uh, uh which is good actually which is shot out you just spit into a test tube and then uh give it to the lab and then they kind of do a test to say whether you're infected or whether you're an asymptomatic you know you have those uh, you have the virus but just you're just asym so you don't have any symptoms you know so um these people will eventually be isolated i believe so that's the saliva test as compared to these you know i kind of watch those uh i kind of watch those uh, tests wherein they put those uh, they put that uh, they put they put something to collect the your the they put something in the nose to kind of collect uh, the fluid inside your nose and then inside the throat to collect that and imagine a worker having to come face to face in front of you to do it and then imagine you having to feel that thing you know feel that a uh, feel feel someone taking that uh, you know taking your nostril fluid going inside your throat and getting it so it must be so painful so thank god that eventually a physician will have to not come in close contact with you with any one of us once the test is being done because now it's just spitting into a test tube at that time even they had to change ev- Uh, for every patient you know they had to change their uh, the gear like their the coats and uh, the gloves etc so there's a lot of saving of protective gear 
that they wear because now this entire saliva testing is completely virtual. All you need to do is just put into a test tube and give it a lab. So there's no worker involvement, which is really good, I believe, you know. And I believe it's also past the, uh, it's past uh, ab- approvals, like the approve. it has been approved and it can be done, I think, worldwide saliva testing, which is pretty cool, you know. Uh, you save uh, it from being, you know, if you're infected and uh, we won't lose more physicians, you know, or uh, a lab technician working on this, basically. So that is good, actually. But that's next, I believe, the saliva testing is what we'll have to do uh, to open up the markets all over the world and um, and then isolate the people who are uh, showing a positive results. And eventually, this is like intermediary it's not a permanent solution and then eventually it's going to be the it's going to be the vaccine and you know i've been following up about hey man like you know where we are with this vaccine i believe there are 70 vaccines that are being uh, kind of uh, under development all across the world all over the world and uh, but again you know what 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 really uh takes me by surprise and actually it is uh, that creating a vaccine it's not that easy now seven billion of us will have to take that eventually because the saliva testing and isolation testing is just temporary you know we eventually will have to take a vaccine so how many there are so many anti-vaccine people who don't want to take it because they think it is um it is uh it's not the right thing to do. There's a lot of side effects, you know, and they think there uh, there are diseases that are spread if you take a vaccine. I don't know, out of all these 7 billion people, how many of them would really not be ready to take that vaccine? And more importantly, will this world be able to create that many, 7 billion vaccines for 7 billion people? Like, you know, would do, would we be able to do it eventually once it's out? And it's unbelievable the time that it takes to create one. I believe it's going to be out next year, somewhere in the middle of next year, which is like, wow. So till then, we are only going to do testings, you know, which has not started yet. And uh, that scares the hell out of me, man. Like, literally, you know, it goes through exploration, I think. We finished the exploration stage that is studying the virus and, you know, how it looks, what it does, etc. That is done. Then it then it goes to the preclinical stage, which is animal testing. And then it goes to the clinical development where they test on 100 people, a group of 100 people. Then they uh, test on groups of hundreds of people and then thousands and tens of thousands of people. So there, these are three different phases and once it passes this. You know, it goes to the regulatory and review and approval phase, and then it goes to the manufacturing phase, and then it goes to quality control. So we are still in phase two and phase three, you know, where we are checking on one to two people. We have still crossed 100 people, then we have to cross thousands of people, and then tens of thousands of people, and then it will pass the review and approval. And that's why it takes that long, which is crazy, man. I don't know. How did we reach here? I just can't understand, you know, just, it just kind of blows my mind, yeah. It just kind of blows my mind. I don't know how did we get here. Like, 
I don't know how did we get here in the first place. I met this girl when I was three years old and what I loved most, she had so much soul. She said, excuse me, little homie, I know you don't know me, but my name is Wendy and I like to blow trees. And from that point, I never blow off. Come from out of town, I like to show off. They like to act tough, she like to tow them off. And make them straighten up their hair cause she know they're soft. And when I grew up, they showed me, uh, sh- she showed me how to go downtown. In the nighttime, her face lit up so astounding. I told her my heart is where she'll always be. She never, she never messed with she never messed with entertainers because they always leave. She said I felt like they walked and drove on me. Knew I was gang affiliated, got on TV and told on me. I guess that's why last winter she got so cold on me. She said, yeah, keep making that. Keep making that platinum gold on me. I'm coming home again. Do you think I'm... Do you think about me now and then? Do you think about me now and then? Cause I'm coming home again, coming home again. That's Chris Martin's uh, part, I believe, yeah. Uh, It's a beautiful track and I love freestyling, man. I need to get my hang on now. Rapping, you know. I wish I could do it, but I'm I'm practicing. That's my my go-to right now. Shy town, shy town, shy city. Shy city, show me the meaning of being lonely. Is this the feeling I need to walk with? Tell me why I can't be there where you are. There's something missing in my heart. Ta-da-da. Anyway, yeah, so I have a tip for you, okay? I wanted to share this with you because I use this quite often. Whenever I have to meet someone who's brand new, who I know nothing about, like, and I want to kind of know that person before I kind of, you know, we always do some research before, uh, before maybe even giving an interview. You know, if you give an interview, you go to an organization, you study the company before you go and give it, you know. Same way, it's if you're meeting a person, you learn about the person for a little bit before you meet someone, you know, a stranger. And that's what I, what I do is I read their tweets. Twitter is really a best place because no one can really freaking, unless it's a robot, uh, no one can really uh, fake on Twitter. Unless, of course, you're making someone else write it for you, you know, as a ghostwriter. That's that's some, something completely different. But if a person is literally writing it, it themselves, believe me, you can read someone's mind by reading someone's tweet. You get to know the behaviors. You learn a little bit, you know, you, you learn how to vibe with someone by just reading the tweets. And it's helped me a lot. I do that a lot, um, you know, and um, even uh, listening to someone, not watching them, I'm talking about listening to someone, you know, will give you an idea about them. So if someone has a podcast, if they're speaking on radio, you know, on their personal podcast or whatever, you know, and if you're listening to them, if you're reading the tweets, great platforms to really understand what or how a really person really thinks and what they feel, etc. 
great platforms, you know. It has helped me a lot to learn about someone. You know, but as soon as you put a face to something, that's the time it gets fake. Believe me, that's the time it gets fake because I don't do this podcast on uh, on video because I know that you know I'll spend a lot of time to look good. Even when I'm kind of recording this, you know, I'll, I'll look at myself and kind of, you know, spend too much time trying to look good. And then it just gets fake. And that's why I do it just by sound, by voice. You know, you don't you don't watch me because I don't want to waste my time looking good. I can sit with a blanket like I'm right I'm doing right now. I have a blanket wrapped around me. I'm not wasting time looking good for my listeners. I'm just saying what's in mind, and it's very pure. It's very honest, you know, it's very blunt. I'm not faking it. So the minute you put a face to something, bam, it's fake. Because, you know, um, uh, when you're listening to someone, without looking at them or if you're reading the tweet you're reading your mind and brain is that's the way it functions of a person you know the way a person thinks the behavior etc it's just their personality that's the personality you can read someone's personality by reading their tweets or maybe listening to them but the minute you put a f- you put face to it bam it's all over it's fake you can't read someone's personality uh like that so you know this is a tip for everybody if you're listening if you want to know someone who's a stranger and never met them you don't know them and you want to know about them if they have a podcast listen to their podcast or if they speak somewhere whatever listen to that it can't be fake or maybe also read their tweets if they're on twitter you'll get an idea about who they are because you're reading their brain and their personality don't watch them if you want to know about someone. You know, that that's where everything just goes. Uh, bam. It's like over. Uh, yeah. So uh, I wanted to actually uh, talk about, you know, uh, this whole thing about uh, endorsements. Mm, anyway. 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 Show me the meaning of being lonely. It's just the feeling I need to walk with. Tell me why I can't be there when you where you want. There's something missing in my heart. Da-da-da. You know, if I had to sing it in my my accent, my, my, the normal way, I would sing it as, show me the meaning of being lonely, that's fine. Is this the feeling I need to walk with? Tell me why I can't be there where you are. There's something missing in my heart. That one word would just kind of, you know, change a little, which I'm kind of, you know, uh, I improvise. <laughs> To make it sound like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, so I want to talk about endorsements. Now, this whole thing about endorsements, you know, uh, which we have been seeing in the political race. uh, uh, What shocked me recently was about an endorsement that was made after uh, uh, the endorsement was made after the entire competition like of this race was over like ultimately it was made when one person was left in this race you know so my question is 
aren't endorsements made at the beginning of the race, at least in the middle of the race? You know, who really does it towards the end when there's just one person left, you know? Like, it doesn't serve its purpose. It's like, you know, when you're going for an interview, you know, and there are 100 candidates who have applied for a job. So these employers, uh, then they select 50, they kind of narrow down to 50 people, okay? After narrowed down to 50 people, they call those people and then narrow down further to seven people. So these are seven people in the final list of the interview round. This is the point in the middle. Of course, no one asks for endorsement right at the beginning in the interview process. They ask it right when they reach to seven people, say, for instance, and they say, hey, man, can you uh, give us a few references? You know, we, we want to talk to a few references. Okay, so the employer then contacts your references of all these seven candidates. And then based on the feedback that they get, they narrow it down and finally select the best one out of it. You know, so that is a normal process of endorsements or references, etc. Imagine if this employer actually shortlisted and finally finalized on the one candidate. At that time, it's pointless, you know, to ask the candidate for their references. Because... Who, what are you going to compare it with, you know? You've already made the selection. It's over, you know? If there are three candidates and you ask for a reference, if there are seven candidates and you ask for references, then you can make the comparisons. So the same thing with the political race, you know? Recently, there was an endorsement made after there was just one candidate in the final race, which doesn't make sense, basically. If it was made in the middle of the race when there were five candidates left, it made more sense. So, you know, all this uh, uh, greatness talk about the endorsement is just doesn't make sense. It's a waste of time, basically. You know, it's like an interview process. You don't ask for references after you make a selection of one person. You ask when you are like, you know, five to seven candidates, shortlisted five to seven candidates in the process, basically. Uh, so that was that was something that really pissed me. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know, what what just happened? Like, you know, how can how can you make an endorsement when there's just one candidate? And then everybody uh, talking about it as it was a, a great thing to do. Like, hey, man, I don't get it. I just don't get it, basically. Uh, right. So um, I was, you know, uh, I was uh, watching uh, Anthony. I won't take his last name. Okay. Okay. I have a problem with. Uh, as I mentioned it in my previous episodes, I speak four languages comfortably and I can write them. I can speak them uh, like comfortably. I, I spoke, I started, I didn't learn these languages. I don't remember learning any of these languages that I speak, basically, you know, uh, it just came naturally to me because of the surroundings, basically, you know, uh, I never, re I don't remember when I really learned a language. I don't remember. I've never learned something. I just came out from my mother's womb, say, you know, speaking all of them. That's the basic uh, uh, idea because my mom speaks all the languages that I speak. So I just came out from a womb speaking those languages. I never learned a new language. And I, I desperately want to learn Spanish and Italian because uh, there are a number of Spanish and Italian words that are mixed in English and the minute that's done, I kind of go bonkers over the J's in Spanish and um, the C's, the C's in Italian. 
say for instance like you know you remember i watched joker and in one of my episodes i like so like an asshole uh, called wakim uh, phoenix i i pronounced it as jokim uh, phoenix for the first time and i was basically being an asshole because i didn't know i didn't know the j in his spanish name had to be is pronounced differently and then i had to correct myself in the following episode saying hey man i made a mistake so the j's in spanish are really driving me crazy i can't do it man they're making my life hell and then recently i also realized that the c's in italian are giving me a tough time like i was uh, uh, you know uh, anthony a uh, bocelli if i've say said it correctly andre and andrea andrea bocelli andre andrew andre sorry andre bocelli you know he was singing this amazing grace song i loved it so much i don't know whether i should play it for you i can play it for you uh so um this was like you know kind of a song to people who've kind uh, who've died from the coronavirus and he was like uh, speaking for all the countries on lockdown you know it's it's a good feeling when you listen to the songs especially you know during this time so uh bocelli he sang the song singer songwriter etc and i was like what the hell like you know the first time i said his name it was bocelli that's that's the english version of the pronunciation you know and then i come to know everybody and then i listen to everybody saying bocelli now how did c e l l i become c h e l l i like what the hell and then even the first time that i pronounced anthony fauci was anthony fauci like literally i want to say this like very honestly I messed up. I like literally messed messed up Anthony Fauci's name. You know I said it as Anthony Fauci and I was like what the fuck am I saying? But I'm saying it like a pure English reading, you know? I don't know Italians uh uh pronounce the c's like a chi. Hey man. So like literally I've, I've never spent a minute you know learning a language although I speak four languages you know but now literally I want to speak I want to learn to speak Spanish and Italian because the J's in Spanish and the C's in Italian are kind of fucking driving me crazy I feel it's very embarrassing you know I can't take it anymore and I need to kind of um, do something about it so uh, yeah so I, as i was saying about uh, andre bocelli and andre uh, bocelli let me just play a song let me find it i love that amazing grace song man it's like so beautiful this guy the way he raises his voice is like hey man he's a big deal and Uh, he's a big deal he is a big deal so let me just play the song let me see whether i could find it andre bocelli not bocelli not fauci not fauci or not fauci it's fauci imagine that's some italian and it's not joachim phoenix it's wakim hey man i'm an asshole basically Okay so here's uh, Bocelli I found it. Yeah, let me let's listen to a little bit and then we'll be back. Ah. Uh, 
Okay, I love that. It wasn't it really good. I don't know whether it's really it was low or something, but I love that song, man. By by Bocelli. I hope I get these Italian pronunciations right very soon. I need to really learn Spanish and Ita- Italian for sure. Anyways, um, I'm running out of time. I'm actually running out of time. Okay, I've gone 53 minutes into this episode, and I I always have a target of 45 minutes, like not more than that, because I can't can't. Piss my listeners, you know, by just by just uh, unnecessarily, uh, uh, you know, yapping the entire episode. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, guys. I really appreciate it, and I really thank you and love you because you do it. You know, thank you so much. If you want to write to me, you can write to me at justanobodypodcast@gmail.com. That's my email address. You can also DM me on Twitter if you wish to. Write, write stuff that makes sense. Don't send stupid pictures and write bullshit. You know, don't ever do that. You know, if there are people doing that, please don't do it. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. I really love you guys, man. Uh, you know, uh, because you really do that. uh what else uh you can you can download uh, you, uh these episodes available uh on all podcast platform basic platforms basically so you can check that out and uh that's all that i wanted to kind of uh share with you this episode until next time if i'm excited i want to do another show uh, do another episode what the fuck it's not a show okay it's an episode um i'll do it next time so don't forget to tune in next sunday when i record my next episode uh and thank you so much guys uh until then uh baby bye 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 baby bye 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 bye